With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Ben Carter, your life transformation coach, and I've been sent, called, and commissioned to help you live your very best life. Join me on Ben the Life Coach radio show. I can't wait to support your leap into victory. Hey, what's up? Welcome back. Welcome back to a brand new show. Ben the Life Coach show, internet radio show, talk radio show, podcast, whatever you want to call it. Welcome back. It is good to see you. It is good to experience you. Hopefully, we have a great time this evening. I'm super excited about this particular topic. This topic is called Major Struggle. (laughs) minor success, right? So we all know of that friend or that family member who seem to have perfected the struggle, who have, they've seemed to successfully been able to fail at everything. And it's not necessarily because they're not talented, that they're not gifted, that they're not skilled. They have been successful at seating themselves in the victim seat and voluntarily giving up their power over everything. That one family member, that one friend, every time you talk to them, there is something dramatic going on. They hate their job. They're about to lose their apartment. The car broke down. The relationship is bad. They're broke. They're broken. And we all all have those experiences. We've all been there. Listen, I can't talk about anybody. I've been fired. I've quit jobs. I've been evicted. I've been completely broke down to my last 23 cents. I have had cars repossessed. I have been financially irresponsible, um, sexually promiscuous, uh, emotionally shut down, spiritually disconnected. I've, I've been there. I, have been an absolute mess and given on the day or the hour 15 minutes from now I might go back there (laughs) so I'm not necessarily judging but I think and this is what I've been feeling there is a sick and tired of sick and tiredness we are sick and tired of friends and family asking us for help or asking us to listen to them. And when they ask us for help and we say yes, we find out that the help is really to write a check and their definition of help is a little bit different from ours. They're not asking to assist. They're asking, can you cover this for me? Can you take care of this for me? Can you save me? Can you rescue me? And it's not one time, two times, it's a pattern. They've created a victim lifestyle. And what we want to focus on in this show is how to redirect and uh, break those patterns to create a victorious lifestyle, become a victor in the way that you think and embody victory in the way that you move and in the way that you have your being. And it may sound harsh as we're going through this show. I may get a little judgy. So what? Deal with it. I don't care. Tough. (laughs) Move on. Move around. Too bad. So sad. Right? You get those people, your best friend, your best girlfriend, your best boy, they call you up and all they do is complain about their wife or their baby mama or they complain about their baby daddy or their husband or not being able to get into a committed relationship and they want their dream wedding or they want their dream marriage and you're sitting there and you ask yourself at what point do I 
go in and break up this complaining session or are they venting? At what point do I ask them, all right, land the plane. What's the point of this call? We've had this conversation, you know, 700,000 times over the past seven years. What are you asking me for? Are you asking me to listen in silence? Or at the end of the conversation, are you asking me to help you to come up with a plan that matches your values and the lifestyle that you want to live, right? What would life feel like? What would your experience, experience in life be like if you did not have this situation, this circumstance to complain about, right? <laughs> so from the perspective of a life coach, my question is, how do you want to feel? What do you want to experience in your finances and romance in your career in your professional life? What do you want to feel like? What do you want to want to experience and how much of your current living experiences match what you actually want to feel like, right? So I might step on a few toes. I might expose some of my own shortcomings. That's okay. This isn't necessarily about being perfect or perfection. What this is about is addressing how we show up in life. And as people who love you, if you are constantly volunteering yourself to victimhood, where you are always at the effect of everything, life constantly happens to you. You never happen to life. You never show up in your own life. It's always, woe is me. You know, I always get the short end of the stick. I never win. If that is your perception and the way that you see life and view life, then at some point as your friend, as your family member, we've got to call you up higher and we've got to call you out of your, excuse me, bullshit. Because at some point you've got to accept that the way that you see life becomes a choice, right? Your happiness is connected to your choice. It's connected to the way you've chosen to emotionally digest and psychologically and intellectually accept situations. So if you're that person, get your pen and paper. I've got my notebook with my notes. If you know that person, tag them, send them the link, say, I'm doing this with love. I'm doing this out of love. It's not that I don't want to help you. It's not that I don't love you. I want to support you. But you're a 28-year-old man. Man, you're a 38-year-old man. You are a 48-year-old woman. And at some point, we've got to address the patterns. I've watched you literally for the past seven years, for the past 20 years, make the same decisions that have resulted in what you are defining as mistakes, what you're defining as crises. You're creating this drama. And I just want to see if you're willing to do something different. And if you're, if you're not, should I be accepting that this is where you are in your life, right? And if you are, that's great too. I just want to be clear about my role so I can let you know at some point I am no longer the bank of your personal America, right? <laughs> it's not going to happen. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to go over a few things. I'm going to step on some toes, but I actually have what you need to create the victory lifestyle, right? You know, my business is Live LLC. Leap into victory every day. If there is someone in your life who needs to take that leap into victory, get them on this show and say, come on, I'm going to jump with you because I know that your faith, my faith will catch and carry us the entire way. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Get your drink. This life you can drink. be kind of crazy to me. I don't know what be going on. So much is going on Maybe it's the TV And everything that I see Cause some things I make believe But some things make you believe That if you get on the other side of the fence That your life will be my 
much better than it is. But if you're a fat man, be a happy fat man. And if you're a poor man, be a happy poor man. I'm not trying to sit and tell you not to better yourself. But if you're alive and well, just be alive and well. はい、ここからは、ワクワクしよう。そして、ショー。そして、ショー。そして、ショー。そして、ショー。そして、ショー。そして、ショー。そして、ショー。そして、ショー。そして、ショー。そして、ショー。そして、ショー。そして、ショー
L-I-V as in victory, E-L-L-C coaching.com. Download them, they're free. Um, and just fill yourself up with the concept, with the mindset, with the paradigm shift that victory is a lifestyle, right? That's what that that's about. So I did a little bit of research and I wanted to talk about people who focus on the struggle so much where you're having a conversation and the only thing that they're able to see is the negative or the bad things in their lives. And you ask a question, well, how are you going to get out of it? Right. And they go, well, I just have to do what I have to do. Well, what do you have to do? I just got to make it happen. What do you need to make happen? Right. I just got to do what I got to do. What are you saying to me? What do you have to do? What action steps do you have to take to move you from where you are currently to a better position or a better place in your life? What they're actually telling you is I'm so inundated with this situation and this circumstance. I'm so focused on the problem. I have no idea what action steps to take. The action step is to ask you for help. That's why they ask you for help. I specifically want to focus on the money thing because I've experienced and I've also been a part of the experience of asking people for help, but asking them to cover me. Um, and so I'll talk about myself. In my mid to late 20s, I would always rely on my uncle to bail me out financially. And at certain points, it wasn't even about help. I would be like, can you loan me $500? Um, can you loan me $600? I need $50 here. I need this. You know, I need to pay for groceries. I need to pay my car note. I need to pay my electric bill. And it wasn't necessarily because I didn't make enough money. I made an okay living for a 25, 26, 27 year old. I was irresponsible. I had a whole lot of other things going on on the inside of me. I was a very jealous person. So I was trying to do things to match what I thought successful people had. And because I was trying to do that, I would spend what I earned and I would rely on my uncle. Some of y'all out there can afford to live a life within your means. But because you're seeing things outside of your own life, you still get your nails done. You still get your hair done. You still get your hair cut every week and spending $30 for haircuts. You're still buying uh, J's every month at $200 a pop. And it's not like you're in a situation where you can't help yourself. You're in a situation where you won't help yourself. And the first thing that you need to check when we start talking about victory are your values. I know my values were in the wrong place. So if I called you and asked you for something, nine times out of 10, I can guarantee you it's because I made choices that put myself in that situation. I've been fired from jobs because I took too many days off. I ran out of vacation days. You know, I've quit jobs because it got too hard and it's too complicated and they won't let me do what I need to do. What I'm saying is the symptom of my asking for help, save me, rescue me from my situation was a symptom. It wasn't the root. The root was a lack of value, not understanding who I was, not being able to appropriately manage my emotions, manage my finances, manage my relationships. I was ridiculous in my relationships, controlling, jealous, overbearing, and I'm still a little bit overbearing now, double standard, argumentative, confrontational, all of those things. And at some point, you've got to figure out who you want to be, because all I knew at that point was I was unhappy. I hated my job. I never had enough money, you know, all kinds of things that I dealt with uh, internally, intellectually, and emotionally, and psychologically. So I want to focus on that finance thing because when people ask for help, when they reach out to you, in most cases, that's what they're asking for. They're not asking you, you know, how did you get to the point of being able to pay your bills every month on time? How did you make that happen, right? 
They're doing things like reaching out to you because they don't have enough food to eat. They've normalized their dysfunction and now asking you to be a part of that. Please understand this. If I say no to you, it's not because I don't want to assist or help you. It's because I don't want to be a part of your friggin' dysfunction. You're asking me to be a part of an abnormal situation, right? The fact that you don't have enough money to feed yourself, one, says that you're in a situation of extreme lack and poverty, and that's a crisis. That's a crisis in the country, right? So that warrants some kind of tra charity, but that also warrants some kind of life skill training, some kind of life skill coaching, because we need to identify how you got to this point. Managing your finances is a life skill. Not everybody has that. I grew up poor. I'm, I come from generations of poor people. So to assume that as an adult, I would be able to manage my own expenses and manage my own finances is so absolutely ridiculous and asinine. But we're talking about generations of systemic uh, dysfunction, systemic racism. <laughs> yeah, I'm throwing that in there. That creates those systems of poverty and lack and it's just not for people of color it's for anyone that falls under the umbrella of the haves and the have-nots right and you can fill in those blanks but that's what i want to focus on at some point i had to figure out how my uncle always managed to be able to have for me when i didn't have for myself right so i had to figure out well what is he doing that allows him to be able to support me in this area and help me. And I started to think about it, but there was still that part of me where he'll have it until there was one situation where we shared a house. My uncle owned the house um, and he was on the second floor. I was on the first. I moved there after my grandmother passed away and my rent was so dirt cheap. It was so stupid cheap so much so I would spend my entire check knowing that the next pay period I could cover the rent and still have some because I wanted to ball out I felt like every pay period we needed to go shopping and we need to go out to eat you know I need to get the car washed right haircuts for everybody it's, it's popping and I went to my uncle, I was like, I'm going to be late this month. And by that point, it was, I was going into, you know, almost two months. And he said, I don't mind helping you. You know, I'll always help you. But I feel like now you're taking advantage of me. You're, you're taking advantage of me. And he had never said anything like that to me before. When he said that, I was like, he's telling the truth. This is the truth. <laughs> this is the absolute truth so i needed to figure out instead of me using him taking advantage of my own uncle because that's what i was doing right he would give me money and there were times where he would give it to me and i told him i needed 500 right i only needed 250 the other 250 was for me to go and ball out on my level of poverty stricken balling out <laughs> ignorant right I had to figure out what I was going to do. So I had to look at him. I'm like, this dude works seven days a week, 23 and a half hours a day. So I figured out I needed to bump up my hustle because I had perfected the struggle. I had perfected manipulation. I had perfected begging. I had perfected redefining what help is. Help is to assist. I wasn't asking for help. I was asking for someone to cover me, to save me, to rescue me. The only person or the only entity that could save me is my higher self, my higher power, my God, the God of my understanding, right? And so I had to move out of that way of thinking and really think about what I was doing because I was making myself powerless. I was creating a victim lifestyle where I told myself, you don't have enough of, you can't do this. And the truth of the matter is, is that's not the case. That's not the case. I could have done anything I wanted to do, right? Because I did, you know, 
I was only making maybe, I shouldn't say only, but I was making like maybe $33,000, $34,000 a year at this time, right? And I don't know how I did it. Christmas time came around. I spent thousands of dollars for Christmas um, for my son. I did what I needed to do when I wanted to do. People will do what they need to do, what they want to do. Don't, I'm going to say this plain, stop asking for help when you're really asking someone to take care of you and you're really bastardizing, manipulating, and using that person financially. And you know what you do, because I knew what I did, right? Stop it. The second thing I want to focus on is romance and relationships and sexual relationships and love and getting that call, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll never find the person of my dreams or, you know, my girl or my mat, my wife is mad at me because I cheated or um, somebody texts me at one o'clock in the morning. And the question is this, listen, what are you asking me for? Because people cheat create and make themselves out to to be victims of or they're bullies of that situation right they're not necessarily thinking about how the other person feels there's really no thought in that and when your friend or your family call you and they say this is what's going on in my life the question is how satisfied are you currently on a scale of one to ten what's your satisfaction level right if they say one then you ask how much time do you want to invest in your venting and in your complaining and what's the next step in terms of creating a plan to move you from one to maybe five and from five maybe to ten or maybe seven and a half work for you in most cases when you start asking that they're going to shut up because you're dealing with someone who's not necessarily looking to major in the successful relationship they're majoring in the struggle of their relationship. They feed off of the drama of their relationship situation. Not everybody is looking to get healed. Some people just want to get by. Some people just want to break down on your sofa, have a bottle of red wine, and then go back into their situation tomorrow morning. They're not necessarily looking to elevate and graduate to the next level of successful relationship. They're willing to struggle in the dysfunction of their relationship. That situation with them sitting on your sofa going through a bottle of wine is a part of their dysfunctional process. It's a part of how they've been able to successfully create patterns of failure. And when I say failure, failure in this instance is just really the definition of not moving beyond your current situation. You flatlined, right? You are stale in your current situation, either financially or, or romantically, right? So the question that you want to ask is, dude, how long are we going to keep talking about this, right? You either love your wife respect your union, respect your family, respect your kids, respect yourself and stop cheating or admit the cheating serves your manhood or your definition of manhood or dude, stop complaining that your wife is complaining that you're not bringing home enough money. You either put up or shut up. You work one job You've got the evenings, you've got overnight shift, get two retail jobs, work on the weekend. What is it that you're willing to do? And I'm not judging you, I'm not beating you up, but what I am asking you, what's your plan to promote yourself and your family to the next level of living? That's what we're asking. Dude, grow up, man up, right? Value up, moral up, think up. You know, lift yourself up. I'm trying to elevate you because if I allow what you are doing to infiltrate my life, then guess what? We're going to be two peas in the pod. We're going to be sharing the same experience. And that's not where I am. So I'm trying to get you. I want to support you and identifying that there is a struggle maybe in your relationship and in your finances and that 
you can successfully grow above where you are by mastering a victory mindset. Everywhere you are in your life right now, every state, every dimension where you are right now, you possessed the power and the potential and the possibilities to control that. How? With your thoughts. With your thoughts, right? What you think, you live, right? What's the Benism? You live what you believe, right? And I tell people all of the time, you live what you believe. You live a falsehood, right? Because your, your thoughts are fake, <laughs> right? And what do you mean by that, Ben? My thoughts are fake. Well, I'll talk about myself. I wanted to live high on the hog, but that was inauthentic. It was fake because I didn't have high on the hog money. I had Ben $33,000, $34,000 a year money, but my thoughts about what I thought living well or successful was fake because it was all based on things that I thought were tangible, that I could buy, that I could eat, right? That I could drive. And that works for a little while until it doesn't, until that stuff gets taken away. And as soon as that stuff gets taken away, then my definition of success and happiness gets taken away. So in order for me to maintain peace and integrity, right? What had to change? My mind, the way that I saw my life, my worth, my value had to change, right? So I always do my research. And before we go to break, I want you to take some notes uh, and feast on this. I, I looked up and I got my notes here. If you want the link, I'll give it to you uh, after the show or copy it in the show's uh, description. So Forbes put out an article this time last year about October uh, 2016, 12 reasons you're not as happy as you should be. And I always tell you guys about three years ago, I did a happiness challenge uh, with a family friend. It changed my life. Um, I think it was the summer of 2014 or 2015. Happiness challenge completely ch changed my life. Every day is something to ha be happy about. It's a choice, right? And happiness is the first level because once you become victorious in the way that you see and define happiness, you'll eventually graduate into joy. And joy is being able to feel, be, experience life above whatever is happening in life. And when there is joy, you start to graduate and elevate into peace. And that peace is one that surpasses all understanding. You can't even explain it anymore, right? So there's happiness, there's joy, there's that peace, right? That all is well because all will be well. That's victory, baby. That's a victory mindset. And that's not, you know, because everything is going to be great every day. And I'm always going to be wonderful and I'm always going to have a great relationship and tons of money. That is not the case. So this article says that happiness is synthetic. You either create it or you don't. Happiness, happiness that lasts is earned through your habits. It's habitual. So the reason why you're getting evicted, the reason why your car is getting repossessed, the reason why your relationships are fail, failing, that's a pattern. This isn't your first time running out of money and getting an eviction notice. It's not. Not for those of us who made choices. It's habitual. It's not your first time being stuck between a rock and a hard place. You created some thoughts and a lifestyle that produced that result. It was habitual. You have what I call, not necessarily you're a bad person, but you've got bad living habits, right? So we talk about, or they talk about, it's it's habitual. Supremely happy people have honed habits that maintain their happiness day in and day out. Now, these are the 12 things that you want to look for in either your unhappy self. When I was unhappy, I'm a witness. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen to some of these things on this list. The very first thing, hanging around negative people. Yeah, I mean, hanging around negative people. That's number one. Number one. 
Number two, this is this should have been number one. Hear this, comparing your own life to the lives people portray on social media. <clears throat> Drop the MF in mic, I'm sorry. What you see on social media, I'm, I'm super amped right now. I'm jumping out of my skin. Those are snapshots. Those are 10 second, 60 second moments in time where people have perfectly aimed their phone. The lighting is perfect. They're walking through the mall, passing the coach store, you know, or they're in the city and they're on Fifth Ave. And you see that 10 second, 60 second snapshot and go, oh my God, they're living the life. Or someone goes on vacation and they post pictures and you tell yourself that they're on vacation every day and now you are coveting their life, you are becoming envious, you want their life. People can create stills of whatever kind of life they want. You don't get to compare your unique, your divine, your handcrafted life, your gift of life to theirs. You don't need to, right? That's number two. We're going to take a Number three, right? Immunity to all. We've become desensitized. We're cynical, right? About everything. And immunity to all. I actually want to read what they said about this. Amazing things happen around you every day if you only know where to look. Technology has exposed us to so much and made the world so much smaller, yet there's a downside that isn't spoken of much. Exposure raises the bar on what it takes to be awestricken, what it takes to be inspired, what it takes to be motivated. We're motivated when you see a post on Instagram or Facebook for about 1.5 nanoseconds, then it's out the window. We're desensitized. We can see miracles happen. We can see people shot down in their cars. We're desensitized. These are some of the things we want to focus on, think about, right? Number four, don't get into this isolating yourself from real world social contact outside of social media. Don't isolate yourself. Think about the things that you're doing because these are the things that are creating major struggle in your life, major struggle financially, major struggle in your relationships. You get mad when people confront you on the choices that you've made. Major struggle on the job. You hate your job. You can't take it. You just can't take it. It's too much. Well, why don't you like your job? I just can't take it. I can't. 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 I can't do it. I can't. I can't take it. Well, why? I just can't. What the f is happening here? Think about it. Look at your notes. We're going to take one more break. And when we come back from break, I'm actually going to give you the steps to create the victory lifestyle. Remember this. It's a lifestyle. It's not about, you know, a three minute song. I am victory. Right. And, you know, five minutes after the song is gone off, you start singing. I am victim hear me cry. <laughs> All right, that was corny. All right, I'll see you back. Take a break. show. Though I am highlighting 
what could be perceived as negative personality traits, I also want to make sure and shine the light on the opportunity here to focus on creating and living a positive life. Before we went to break, I was going over the article in Forbes and they have 12 things that make us unhappy and create a habitual lifestyle of major struggle and minoring in success. And my goal is to help you master victory so that you can live your, your best successful life. And that isn't something that just happens overnight. Living your best life, I mean, really, whatever that means for you is habitual. And it starts with the way that you think and the way that you feel about life. I want to finish up going over some of the, the bullet points from that, that list. We stopped at number four, but number five is blaming, right? We feel the need to feel in control of our lives in order to be happy, which is why blaming is so incompatible with happiness. Blaming is victimization. Blaming is that bully attitude. It does not necessarily serve you in the later latter years of your life. Controlling is one. Complaining is another. Impressing resonates with me. Who are you trying to impress? Who are you trying to impress? Stop trying to be everything to everybody. Be everywhere, showing up to every party. Chill out. Find people who love you for who you are, who are not afraid to call you out, who aren't afraid, aren't afraid to lift you up, support you, and say, listen, hey, you already know that I'll support you financially. You've been asking me for help for so many years and help turns into a loan. And it's not that I don't want to help you financially, it's just that I'm helping you with the same financial situation. At what point are we gonna take some of that financial support and put it towards you opening up your own business? Whatever happened to the idea of that bake shop? Or you starting your own clothing line? Or you writing your own book? Or you uh, investing in flipping houses? What happened to those dreams and those plans? How can I become an investor and invest in you, your potential, your infinite possibility? Oh my goodness, what if? That's a theory, that's a concept, isn't it? <laughs> Stop trying to impress people. Number nine, negativity. Number 10, neglecting to set goals. You already know that's my favorite, right? No goal, no plan, how do you get into action? No goal, how do you have a successful life? Again, people, hear, hear me when I say this. Before I can coach you, I might have to teach you and I might have to teach you to teach yourself about what success really means to you and how to plan and set goals. It's not just about, well, when I get older, I'll automatically, you know, as my colleague would say, automatically become successful. That doesn't happen or whatever that means for you. Success for me means peace. Success for me means joy. Success does mean prospering in my career and being passionate and happy about what I, what I do and what I want to do. But what does it mean to you? You keep complaining about this job You've been complaining about the same job for 10 years. By now, you could have had a doctorate in whatever you wanted to pursue. By now, you could have self-educated to the point of running your own business. By now, you could have been anything that you wanted to be, had your thoughts and your concepts and ideas about what you thought were worth discussing changed. Have the conversation, but have the flip side of that conversation. If we're focusing on the problem, the flip side of that is using the purpose to resolve the problem. Ooh, theory, concept. How about you live into that? How, how about you leap into that, right? Set some goals, right? Number 11, giving into fear. We're all afraid. Everybody's afraid. Everybody has a fear. 
What do I tell people? People, somebody just asked me this last week. How do you get up in front of people every single day, right? Everything that I do is in front of an audience. How do you do it and not be nervous? And I go, every time I step in front of a new audience, I'm nervous. Sometimes, depending on the audience, I'm nervous every day because I've created a scenario in my head and it's based in fear, based that they won't like me, based that I don't know enough, based on that I won't be able to answer their questions. I don't look nice today. I'm having a bad hair day. I've created scenarios and use cases and the root of that is fear. What do I do to push and move around that? I put the fear in my back pocket. I acknowledge it and go, well, yeah, you're a little scared. You're a little nervous. It's all right though. You'll get over it. You'll deal with it. You can do this. Use your boldness, right? So not to be religious or even spiritual, but when I was a kid, um, the only preacher and bishop I had known, you know, as a kid that I was born into, I remember him talking about having boldness, having holy boldness. What he was really saying was, at the time, you, you've got to be strong with your witness. You've got to tell people what you believe and who you believe in. As I grew up, that kind of unfolded for me into not just bearing witness or being a witness of uh, the love of Christ or um, telling people about the joy of experiencing a higher power, a higher God, but it was about connecting to something deeper in myself and higher than myself beyond my fear. So when it's time for me to speak up and when it's time for me to uh, present an inspirational talk or a motivational message or I'm educating corporate suits, right? Who, you know, are looking right through me. I'm in a room filled with people who don't look, talk or act like me, but I still have to deliver and give them my best. Sometimes I go beyond my intellect and my emotions. I connect to a higher power and I'm bold with my delivery. I'm using holistic, holy boldness to move beyond being afraid. You've got to figure out and tap into what's going to allow you to stand up and stand on the fear instead of sinking in it, right? And then finally, number 12 is leaving the present, leaving the present. That's good. That's different. That's like fear. The past and the future are products of your mind. I didn't even write this and they get it. No amount of guilt can change the past. Forgiveness, acceptance, right? And no amount of anxiety can change the future. Be anxious for nothing, right? Getting all worked up. You've got to stay present. Stay where you are, right? Worrying is like paying a debt you don't owe. Mark Twain said that. So that's from Forbes. And I'll copy the link in the description. I thought it was phenomenal because a lot of us are walking around and we have mastered the struggle. We've even mastered the hustle. Sometimes the hustle doesn't produce success. It's the actual process of robbing Peter to pay Paul, you know, moving and shaking and you ain't moved nothing and nothing shook off you, right? You're so addicted to the hustle and the struggle that you can't see that you've allowed poverty to become a placeholder in your mind. You've allowed lack to allow you to let go of any possibility of being your most successful self um, at your root, whatever successful is. And at your root, I don't think that a Tesla is sitting there. Although, right above the surface, <laughs> that Maserati SUV <laughs> is sitting there, right? So again, I don't necessarily mean to judge, even though I may have sounded judgy, right? Or maybe I did. But I really wanted to focus on this because I just feel like in the atmosphere that we've created such a society, 
societal dysfunction where we've okayed all kinds of chaos and the chaos has rippled and it's all but erupted in our thought process and our feeling and our sense of being. And I want to reverse that. No, no. I want to eradicate that. I want to disrupt that. I want to bring that down in an, an avalanche of dissension. And I want to bury it. I want to burn it. I want to pull it up from the root. I want it to disintegrate. <laughs> and I want to allow victory to unfold in our lives. So get your notes because I've got my notes. And we're going to talk about what that actually means as far as a victory lifestyle. And it's an acronym. Victory is an acronym. And I've made victory my lifestyle. No, I'm not a millionaire. No, I don't wear 160 pounds with abs of steel yet. I'm not a millionaire yet. No, I don't own several properties yet. No, I'm not on tour as a famous motivational speaker, speaker or author or life coach. No, right? And some of those things may never happen, right? That is not the reason why I live. I have a call on my life. This is my call. This is my commission. This is my purpose. Where the purpose takes me in terms of promotion and profit, you know, from my heart and my mouth to God's ears, whatever unfold, unfolds, fantastic. But victory still has to be a lifestyle for me because victory is planted and rooted firmly in I have the faith to see the invisible, right? I have the faith to expect the tangible, right? To see what I can't see, to see beyond what's happening in front of me, right? I was almost about to burst out into song, but I realized that I would never sound as good as uh, Vanessa Bell Armstrong singing that song. So moving along, the victory lifestyle, <laughs> the V is for values. Yep. You thought you were going to get away uh, with identifying and assessing your values. I know you think you have values. We all do, right? So what's that? A value would be my highest value for me is accountability. And then every time you talk to me, I'm blaming everything and everybody for why my life isn't the way that it should be. I'm not holding myself accountable or responsible for any choices I made, right? Some of us say our highest value is honesty, yet we lie through our teeth to anything and everything that will listen, right? Some of us say our highest value is communication, yet when I ask you what you need to do to resolve your current situation you say stuff like well i gotta do what i gotta do i gotta make it happen that is ineffective communication i have no idea what that means you are communicating to me in cliche and i simply will not accept that <laughs> so define your value and what you actually live right so I, i've talked about this in previous shows you can't say i want a monogamous you know, loving relationship and every relationship that you've been in, you've cheated on your, your partner. You might want that, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's aligning with your value. Your value is being able to physically satisfy yourself, right? We talked about that. And I think, I don't know, I can't remember that show. I think it was, um, I can't remember the show. It was the emotional, um, emotionally celibate physically promiscuous, that show, right? Assess your values, right? Go online and look up values and figure out which ones really resonate with you, right? That's the V in victory. The I is get inspired. Get some inspiration in your life. How are you inspired on a daily basis to enjoy where you are and who you are without thinking outside of your own life? How are you inspired to live better and be better and do better? That's the I. C, you ain't gonna like this. C is check yourself. C is confrontation. Confront yourself. Confront yourself. 
Have confrontation with yourself. What does that mean? It means check your own behavior. I shouldn't have to tell you about yourself. I shouldn't have to come to you and tell you about yourself. And then when I tell you about what I perceive and whom I perceive you being when you show up in my life and in your life and you get mad at me, how are you going to ask me for help? And when I lend my honest perception, because that's what it is of who you are, you mad. That don't mean I don't love you. That don't mean I don't like you. That don't mean that I don't have the best time of my life with you. That means that you handle your life as a complete jerk. You're a jackass to yourself. Confront yourself and be able to say, I show up as a victim. I show up as someone who doesn't appreciate their lives. I don't like myself. So I try to do anything to create a life outside of the one that I have chosen and the one that I've been given, that I've been gifted. Think about it like that. You've been gifted a life. How present and what kind of presence does your life have, right? Confront yourself and be real. Check yourself. Are you a victim? Are you a bully? Are you an equalizer? Check yourself. Go and look in the mirror and have confrontation with yourself. Let's see. T, this is a hard one. Trust yourself. Trust. Trust is, I can guarantee you, if I ask everybody what their value is on that list, trust will be one. But typically when we say trust, we're talking trust from the perspective of relationship. I want to be able to trust my partner. I want to be able to trust my kids. I want to be able to trust that my best friends aren't talking about me. <laughs> I want to be able to trust my boss and my manager that if I'm unhappy, I can disclose my, my feeling and express my feeling without feeling like I'm going to be fired. But what we very rarely associate trust with is trusting ourselves. It took me a long time to even understand that there was a such thing as me trusting myself, trusting my own decisions. I didn't trust my own decisions. It was either indecision, meaning I let shit happen, or it was poor decision. I reacted. I was reactionary. I wasn't a critical thinker, right? Because I didn't trust myself. I didn't I didn't understand what connecting to my own emotional intelligence meant. I didn't understand what it meant to intuitively listen to myself and ask myself, what would be the best thing for you? Not what's going to feel good in the moment. What's the best thing that will yield the best result to produce the best life? You've got to build trust with yourself, for yourself, in yourself right that was very ianla like right there she's the trust queen the o is optimization optimize your thoughts be optimistic this is victory right here the o is really the victory because it's optimism it's about and I'm, I'm i'm cynical i'm still cynical right and sometimes a sarcastic pessimist and i love it because it's fun for me right it's a great tool to use with my dry sense of humor that's not who i am at my core i'm always optimistic right but i had to clear the clutter to get through that there were so many bad things that happened to me and my life there were so many bad choices that i made that made bad things happen in my life that i was you know, inundated with my pessimistic and cynical thought process, all of the cynicism of and the what ifs and looking at life through the perspective of the glass is um, half empty as opposed to half full. All of those, you know, ridiculous cliches that had to come a point where I had to fill the cup so the cup or the glass runneth over, right? <laughs> the always about, listen, I know what it look like. I know what it be like right now. <laughs> I know what it feel like, but it ain't gonna be like this always. So you're gonna make a choice. Give into your pessimism so that 
if things don't work out, you could say, see, I told you it won't work out. I told you it wouldn't work out. I knew I was right, right? You're so married to being right that it doesn't even matter if your right is associated to everything wrong. Doesn't even matter. The pessimism, pessimistic process and way of thinking has allowed you to sink into that. Whereas my optimism says, all right, so it didn't necessarily turn out the way that we would have liked it to. What is the opportunity? What did I learn from this? What am I able to take from this and create something successful? Because the only thing that would make this a worthless situation, circumstance as if I don't learn, that's how it becomes a fail. That's why I say we fail successfully because when you don't learn based on the patterns, based on the repeated process, you fail repeatedly. I get an F every semester. Same content, same information. I'm not learning it. I cannot proceed, graduate, elevate. Change your mind. Optimize your thoughts. Be optimistic. That's the O. The R rules what are your rules think about this real hard this is the, a big one rules what do you mean ben i mean boundaries right so do this right now what are your current life rules right what do you live by what are your rules what do you believe right and look at those rules and figure out where they're coming from are they negative rules you know i never get what i want right? I never make the money that I want to make. I always end up with someone who does me dirty, right? What does that look like? What are your current rules? What are you connecting yourself to that's producing your new, your new life? And then what are your, your new rules? Your new rules are your boundaries. One of those would be, I refuse to allow negativity to cross my lips. I refuse to complain. I will always see the possibility. I will always see the opportunity. Your new rule might be, I will express my anger healthily. I will grieve and mourn when it's appropriate, right? I will not mourn my life. I will mourn the loss of life, but I will not mourn my life. Get that. We're walking around mourning and in grief and we are still alive. Mourn the loss of loved ones in their lives. Don't mourn the loss of things in your life because you still have your life, right? Create a new rule, set some safe boundaries. If you refuse to do that, that's always going to keep you from diving head first into depression and unhappiness, right? And unhealthy behavior, right? That's the the, the R, your rules. What are your old rules? What are your new rules? What are your safe boundaries? And then finally, the why. The why, you probably guessed it. Say yes. Say yes. In order to have a victory mindset, you have to say yes. Say yes to your higher self. When you are in your low level thinking, when you are in your pity party, when you are in your feelings and you can't see outside of what's happening in front of you, when you are blinded by your own misery, sorrow, and pain, when things just aren't working out, say yes to your higher self. Say, I, I know that I'm in this, but I believe I'm going to rise above. So I say yes to my higher self. I say yes to my higher power. I say yes to my higher God. I say yes because victory is mine. I am victory. My life is victorious. I will always win, right? Even when I lose, I win. <laughs> Even when I lose, I win. Even when I lose, I win. I have an opportunity. I have infinite possibilities. I say, yes, that's victory. That's a lifestyle. That's a habit. You got to be habitual with that. So every day, every day, look at your values. Figure out what you're going to be inspired about. Confront yourself. Trust yourself. Be optimistic. Optimize your thoughts. 
set rules and safe boundaries and finally say yes. That's how you do it. That's how you master victory. That's how you move out of major struggle, minor success into a victory lifestyle. I hope this served you. It is my prayer that the words got into you, that they resonated with you. If it ticked you off, pissed you off, you're pointing your fingers at your computer or at your car radio, good. Now, I'm pulling you up. I'm pulling you up because we're about to leap and we're going to leap wholeheartedly into victory. I love you too much, maybe three much. This is Ben Carter, your favorite life transformation coach. Until next time. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.